Hello, everyone, and welcome to Roll Up, the official Phil Singer Games podcast. I am your co-host, Sam Thane, joined by Todd Dershel, the tournament master. Todd, how are you this week? I'm doing good. Feels like we we, we just recorded not too long ago. But. <laughs> we did. It's true. Yeah. Full disclosure, promoters, we are actually recording this just a few days after our last episode, mainly because uh, we wanted to be able to bank some content uh, before before my paternity leave, if you will. Um, good good uh, thing not, we're in the United States. You only get two weeks of paternity leave. Yeah, yeah. If we're in Canada, we wouldn't have podcasts for six months. But yeah, you know. I know, right? If only. Uh, <laughs> No, you know, the truth is Todd and I have joked about this before that when my daughter was born, it was in the midst of G1. Uh, and I, my, my old podcast, King of Pro Wrestling, um, you know, was a New Japan dedicated to New Japan Pro Wrestling. And um, hence the name King of Pro Wrestling. It wasn't because I thought we were kings by any stretch. But anyway, um, and I was still able to keep up with the G1 and, and uh, only missed one episode uh, of recording th- at that time, which was, which was, you know, pretty crazy. Uh, obviously this time around, it's a little bit different. There's, there's two kiddos rather than uh, just a newborn. So we'll see, we'll see if that's possible or not, but we thought it would be prudent to kind of bank yep. a little content. And uh, because, because we're in the know, because we know what's coming up, we are here basically to talk about, the uh, teasers, uh, the current teasers, and then also get into, uh, you know, a little bit of a follow-up on our last episode. Uh, and then we're going to throw you over to our Austin Idol interview from the recent holiday kickoff virtual con, because we know not everyone was able to attend. Um, so we hope you enjoy that. Uh, and then our next episode will actually be the panels with the teams. So the Legends team, the Indies team, and uh, Rob Bobian for the FTR set. Um, so you'll get to hear all of that content um, if you if you were unable to attend, and if you were there, you can listen to it again. Uh, and, and of course, if you don't want to, I, I would still recommend listening to the first you know ten minutes or so just to get some quality, if not entirely current content. <laughs> mm. um, how are things in your neck of the woods since last we recorded? Uh, things are good. Uh, you know, should hopefully, uh, your body, by the time uh, everyone's listening to this, hopefully all the, uh, con exclusive cards will be out. Uh, just waiting on some of the, uh, stickers to arrive and uh, to send those out there. So looking forward to that being wrapped up here, but, uh, and that, uh, you know, there's always things going on behind the scenes here. I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah. Get, I'm getting ready for another busy weekend. I seem to not have any, you know, really, you know, relaxing time in the weekends these days. I got another <laughs> another scout event going on, and I'm going to the Giants game uh, uh, soon. So yeah, always, always, lots of fun things going on here. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's funny because uh, I, I feel as though this past week or two, uh, I, you know, we've been very focused on game related stuff, whether it's, yeah. you know, writing the teasers. Cause again, we're also trying, I'm trying to bank some of those teasers ahead of time because, you know, for those that might not know, I, I've been writing the legends uh, and Indies teasers for the website. Um, and, it, you know, in addition to that, obviously doing the podcast and, and doing some of the hosting at the virtual con. Um, but there, it, 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 it's, it's so funny to kind of, see that there's always stuff going on, you know, there's, there's been, uh, attempts at, at, at some signings, which obviously we don't want to you know talk about or whatever, but there's been like, there's just been a, a lot of cool stuff and it, it reinforces the fact that, you know, some folks might not have that complete picture, but there, there is, there's always something 
going yeah. on at Fed HQ, even if it's not stuff that can necessarily be talked about, or even if it's stuff that nobody would really give two shits about. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that too. Yes. Um, but you know, I I I, you know, I was talking to Tom earlier today, and that, you know, I just kind of read. You know, he asked about how he felt about how the con went and whatnot, and you know, I just I said overall, just I, you know, I thought it was really cool that so many people said said to me afterwards, just like you know how engaged they are with everything with filling your games now and i think just having these cons and you know seeing other people and bringing people together have just kind of you know made them more energized about everything going on uh with the products that we're putting out and and i guess even just with the community in general even if they're not necessarily playing all the time at least being engaged with everybody here uh yeah i've had you know multiple people mention that to me which is is, is so cool so yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, we talked about it a little bit last time around, but yeah, it's, it's been really cool just seeing that, that affirmation and, and confirmation, I think of what, you know, some of us were, were already feeling um, as well. Uh, and I am obviously, you know, looking forward to the next one. So, uh, yeah. and, and looking forward to the game night, you know, I honestly, I honestly don't know how much I'm going to participate, but I'm definitely going to be there, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, I got You'll, you'll, you'll probably be some, seeing something on that pretty soon. Uh, about how to participate in there. I'll have uh, some posts on the, um, yeah, on the message board. Uh, it'll be on the website as well. So, you know, probably by the time we're back recording live, I'm sure that'll be in full swing is my, my thinking here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm interested to see we, uh, how, who all wants to participate. Uh, you know, what, you know, what, what matches we'll see. Uh, I know Kevin Butcher has reached out to me saying, I think he, you know, you know, wants a, wants a cut of the you know, proceeds from yeah. it, but it's a free event <laughs> you know, for, for inspiring it. But, you know, uh, but I hope Kevin, uh, Kevin and Pete maybe get another rematch of some type, maybe something a little less one-sided, uh, this coming up time. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Right. Well, Hey, you know what? KB can have, you know, 10% of nothing, which is still you nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I definitely wanted to talk a little bit too about some of the responses that we had on the message boards, um, you know, I, I knew uh, ahead of time that that our topic would probably generate uh, some some responses because people have been so excited about Ringside Companions. I also knew that my comments about uh, intergender wrestling and the conversion chart would certainly stimulate some conversation, and it did. And I've been uh, really excited to see the response, just because I felt like you know there, there were just some really well thought out, well written uh, responses. You know, certainly with the opposing point of view, um, and which I respect and I completely understand. Um, I think that, uh, you know, it, it was Pete, um, Pete Frisco, who uh, in particular had a, a really wonderful post, um, you know, talking about, you know, his reasonings for it not being his thing. Um, and, and I completely get that. And, and again, I completely respect that. And I think that what I would say is that it's one of those odd occurrences and because it's because it feels like it's it is art and and I think that it's one of those things where you have those two opposing views and it feels next to impossible to really draw somebody over to your camp on either side of the fence you know right right yeah totally totally and and I don't mean that in any sort of like bitter way you know this is not a case of me saying like i'm right and you're wrong and that makes me better or anything like that like i i firmly believe that this is just one of those instances where like you can have those two views sit side by side and it doesn't have to be any you know form of animosity or enmity or anything like that it can just kind of be you know kind of like all right yeah, yeah i get it and you know that's just not for me and and you know that's not for you um it's interesting because i know that one of the things that that he mentioned too you know had to do with like um domestic abuse, for instance. And, 
I, I'm pretty open about things. I always have been, you know, on my old podcast, I, I don't see the need to change that now, but you know, I, I have, uh, I grew up in a household where domestic abuse was, was prevalent. And I, I think that I can completely understand that at the same time, from my point of view and from some of the, the women wrestlers that I've spoken to, you know, they view it as being fairly empowering. So while some people might cringe at the aspect of a woman, you know, taking a suplex from a man or something like that, there are other women that are out there that feel empowered by the fact that they get to go, you know, toe to toe with these men. And the other thing is, is it's like, again, it's about the story that they're telling. And it's about that story of, of athletic competition. You know, it doesn't always have to be this, you know, this, this horrible thing, uh, um, that, uh, that connects us to, or triggers us, um, in any sort of, um, malicious way. And I can certainly understand and respect if it does do that for some people. And, and, and I would never want to, um, invalidate that because I think it is, it's, it, it is a completely valid opinion and, and point of view. Um, you know, the thing that I do continue to go back to most of all is that it just feels like it, it, that, that it is an art form and that that art form has so many different ways of telling a story. And, you know, I think about, for instance, like Black Widow, you know, most people don't think twice about when Black Widow is, is you know, going toe to toe with a male villain, you know, like Taskmaster in, in the newest film, for instance, or something like that. And I think it's, you know, it's the same thing in, in, in wrestling, you know, I mean, that, that, that for a lot of these people, they, 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 they are kind of living out that superhero dream, that, that fantasy. And so, um, I know that there are a lot of people out there and I view it too as an athletic contest. You know, I really do. I, I, I love the sportsmanship of it. I love, you know, when I, when I certainly book my feds, uh, especially my legends fed, it is very sportsmanlike, you know, I do look at it as uh, you know, as, as, as being kind of, um, you know, real. I don't even necessarily like that word though, because I think it's all real. It's not, there's, this isn't a question of being real or fake just because something might be predetermined, you know, or somewhat scripted or in some cases heavily scripted, you know, doesn't, doesn't really uh, take away the reality of it. And I know for some people that it does. And, and again, that's just a different point of view and that's fine. Um, but for me, I, I view this very much as an art form and, and any art form is going to have so many different ways of telling a story. You know, you, you go into any art museum and, you know, there are some people that are going to look at a Van Gogh and there are some people that are going to look at a Picasso and there's some people that are going to, you know, look at a Pollock and they're going to get different things from, from all of those. And some people are going to love the Van Gogh and hate the Pollock and, and vice versa. And I think that that's okay, but it doesn't invalidate the fact that, you know, both are works of art by, by master geniuses. And I think that it's the same thing with wrestling, um, being an art form. That said, one thing that I will say, a caveat that even I will make, um, that, that I think people will, will, will understand and appreciate perhaps on the other side of, of this particular, uh, um, viewpoint is that, I'm never going to book Luthez versus Mildred Burke. Like even for me, that kind of stretches the, the bounds <laughs> right. of credulity. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, but that said, when it comes to like the indies in particular, yeah, I'm going to book Alley Cat and Effie as a tag team against, you know, Manders and, and, um, uh, oh God, now I'm <laughs> completely blanking on his name. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. Point is, is like a second gear crew, you know, the, gear, those guys like Matthew Justice or um, yeah. the other guy whose name I can't think of right now. But Mance, um, Mance Warner. <laughs> Mance Warner, thank you. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm going to book that all day, you know, and, 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 I, and I might do Mercedes Martinez versus Eddie Kingston or something like that, because again, that's, that is what's happening. Um, 
I don't think we would ever, and I don't know that even I would want to ever see a card that was dominated only by intergender matches. You know, that's not, that's obviously not what I'm advocating for either. Um, I do think it's something that has to kind of have a time and a place, but let's face it, you know, Todd, as a, as a huge fan of Chikara, I mean, we could sit here, we can say, you know, sure. they put Kimberly on top of the mountain, you know? Yeah, um, I was there that night. She got the crown. That was, it was huge. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I, I think that it is, it's, it, it, it's valid. I can appreciate it. And, and I think that it, it just, it, it speaks to a certain way of thinking, um, that, that, uh, not everyone holds and I can appreciate that and I can understand that. And I just want to again, reiterate the fact that I appreciate the discussion that has taken place. And I apologize for not having the time to be able to sit down at the keyboard and express myself in a similar manner. And instead, you know, being in a place of privilege with a microphone where, you know, people are listening because they want to hear about game stuff. I get to talk about this crap. So I just want to <laughs> thank everybody for that. Uh, and, and hope that, that, you know, that there's, that there's understanding there, um, that I haven't, you know, tendered a response prior to this. Uh, but it's awesome. It's the stuff that I love to see. And it's the type of thing that I hope we can kind of continue to do in, in many, many, many topics, uh, you know, especially game related stuff. So let's get back to whether or not we think Wolf should have stayed retired. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, never, never. Come no, on. Of course not. Of course not. Um, so yeah, so there, there, and, uh, I'll, I'm going to take my, my podium and get out of here. Um, <laughs> So yeah, no, uh, Wolf, Wolf can stay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, obviously we do want to talk about the, the freshest teasers in the land. Um, you know, last week we, we got our first round of them, uh, with which for FTR, um, Masha Slamovich, uh, who'd been previously announced, of course, at the virtual con for the, uh, women's indie set. And then of course, Austin Idol, uh, for the legends set, um, this week we have some interesting uh, announcements for FTR. We we get two familiar faces, but in a very different light. Really, why don't you talk a little bit about them, Todd? So you know, I know we had some questions recently about uh, Cephalopodus there, uh, with you know when he might appear online. Well, you might have your your answer now uh, because uh, King Tux and Cephalopodus are getting brand new cards, part of this FTR set in the Arctic Empire is coming. So uh, I absolutely love this piece of art. I think yeah. it was, when, when Rob sent it over to me, I'm like, oh, it's absolutely perfect. Um, yeah, I know he used uh, as one of the references was uh, C-3PO and R2-D2. And if you kind of like go back <laughs> and look at it, you're like, ah, yeah, I can see that, you know, yeah. how yeah. that works. So, uh, you know, very excited uh, you know, to have those guys in there. I think it's going to make a fun tag team, uh, you know, a couple changes in there, definitely uh, tag specialists. And uh, they'll have a little uh, distractor buddy out there too. You know, the right. egg is finally hatched. Egg has so. hatched. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, I, I, I think this is going to be great, you know, a nice little addition to there, you know, so guys who needed an update, you know, just to get and eventually now fully bring in cephalopodus into the, uh, into the FTR. Uh, so, you know, the, the, for those who don't know, those are, uh, originally creations by, uh, my kids, uh, you know, uh <laughs> my, my daughter won one of the spots in, in FTR two, you know, uh, Tom judged everything blindly. Yeah. And picked her her entry as one of the ones uh, to win, 
And uh, we're, we're at the point that at that point we're like, well, we can't let her like take a spot for you know one <laughs> somebody else. So we added another one in there. She kind of became the the fifth fan chosen one instead of four there. Uh, but then of course you know her little brother got very jealous, and so we did a a separate card that I kind of gave away to people who were part of Indies Prime. But yeah, now they're all back in there together. You know, official cards as part of this main set, and uh, yeah, very, very thrilled to have them. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be super cool. It's a lot of fun. And I think that we get the early reinforcement of sort of the depth and variety that FTR can have because which seems like, you know, an intriguing, you know, mysterious, more serious, you know, character with a bit of an edge and, you know, kind of a, you know, interesting backstory. And then, of course, we get more the, you know, the comedic duo here with yeah. Cephalopodis and King Tux and, and their, you know, his his newest hatchling. But um, uh, it'll be a lot of fun, obviously, to to use the, the pair of them. And I'm, I'm looking forward to to that opportunity um and there's a good mix of other different things to come too right. so yeah i think that's really exactly. the whole thing is you have the variety there and you know i think you know we'll, we'll have a lot of fun with this i think you know, the two of us as we kind of look towards what we do with the uh, ftr next year i have some kind of fun ideas of, of things that we can you know enhance yeah. beyond just the just the game cards and the and the uh and the uh you know written stories i, I think we can have some fun with some other things too uh, well, I look forward to yeah pushing the envelope, doing some different things, shaking it up, <laughs> shaking it up. That's right. Um, I, I wish I could do like a nice segue there, be like, speaking of shaking it up, this next performer. Uh, but but the truth of the matter is, is that our, our next teaser for the Women of the Indies International Edition, I guess, does shake things up in an interesting way because she is actually from the United States. Um, you know, the theme of this the set of uh, of course is international women. But uh, that being said, you know, let's face it, the states are you know part of international society so why not have uh somebody from the united states um and maybe even maybe even a couple um and that is hyann uh who is the current heart of shimmer champion as we record this and going into the halloween show with shimmer she will be defending her championship she's a houston texas native and actually trained uh with booker t at booker t's wrestling school in houston um, she's, uh, she's super cool. I, I've had the opportunity to meet her a couple of times and see her live, uh, at shimmer shows. Um, and I actually think I saw her in an AAW show as well. Um, but, uh, she's, um, one of those people that oddly enough, I saw her wrestle as a heel and the, 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 the fun thing about, uh, about Hyann is the fact that, um, she was, someone that I looked at and saw was a heel, but it felt like there was a baby face inside just waiting to get out, you know? And since then she has indeed gone baby face and she's, you know, the, um, really kind of embraced that role and run with it. Um, she, she, uh, did some work in Japan, which kind of always seems to be like these days. And I mean, this genuinely seems to be more of a rite of passage for women than it does for men. So it's many, true. It's yeah. true. There, well, I mean, you know, it's interesting. I'm noticing on a lot of the women's Twitters, they also have the Japanese uh, like version of their name on their you know Twitter. Yeah, the name. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty common because I think there's just so many of them making the tour over there. Yeah, yeah, and you know the, the the great thing is is that there are so many Joshi promotions. Um, you know, of course, obviously there's Stardom, which is the big one that you know, most everybody knows about, and and, and um, Tokyo Joshi Pro. But there there are also some that fly a little bit more under the radar, like Ice Ribbon and Pure J and Sendai Girls, and you know there's there's just so many places for women to 
not only go, but also learn and excel and grow. Um, and I think Hyann is certain, certainly someone that that it paid off for. And uh, and she's just she's a great competitor. Uh, I think you know wears the Heart of Shimmer title well. And uh, I hope that that her run with that title continues. Um, I believe she just recently had uh, an AEW match not too long ago as well, um, which also is is becoming a bit of a rite of passage for performers. Um, uh, it, it seems Was she facing days. Abaddon. I yep, I that's I right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, back uh, this past June, so um, you know she's she shared the ring with a lot of talent that we already have in the game. You know, people like Chris Statlander, Allison Kay, um, just to just to name a few, uh, like Shotzi Blackheart as well. And uh, and yeah, she also did a tour just recently. In fact, she just got back uh, of the UK. Um, she was in the UK pretty much from this past July uh, through September, and uh, did a bunch of shows for Rev Pro, uh, for Pro Wrestling Eve, um, and uh, and and wrestled. Uh, um, on a um, uh, Ring of Honor show over there, actually, where she defended the Heart of Shimmer title um, oh. recently against Alex Windsor. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm really glad she's in the game. I think it's a great signing, and uh, I'm looking forward to see seeing what Ty does with those stats. Uh, absolutely, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. She's uh, definitely you know, very talented. I know, uh, I know. The, the focus here is international uh, women there, and you know, obviously, I think she is you know, from originally from Texas. But given the breadth of her international experience, we thought she she deserved uh, to be in this set uh, for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that she's also someone that Booker T himself was pretty high on. Um, you know, he's talked about her. Um, there's there's a great interview with her uh, from, I believe, like a local paper uh, or, or blog or something like that, um, that interviews her about the fact that she works for Geico, I guess, like that's her day job. Uh, oh. And so... Um, during like you know some you know social stuff or whatever uh all of her co-workers are always like you know tell tell them what you do tell them what you do you know on, on the nights and weekends or whatever uh because it's you know it's, it's just such a, a novel thing for uh you know for them to be working next to a pro wrestler That's um, really cool. yeah but um like I said, I'm really looking forward to, to having her in the game. I think that she's great. I, you know, I've, uh, I, like I said, I've had the opportunity to speak to her a couple of times at Shimmer shows and actually I've had a, a couple of Twitter interactions with her as well. Um, and she's just, she's super cool. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. And I think that, you know, one of the cool things that we've mentioned before, obviously with the game is that we get the opportunity to, you know, to sign people, you know, kind of before they're famous, if you will. Um, and I feel like Hyann's definitely one of those talents that it's only a matter of time before she breaks out and, and, and finds herself on a bigger stage. Yeah, uh, that's what's exciting about these sets. You know, so many of the women we've had in there the last couple of years have gone on, you know, to, to big TV roles and stuff afterwards. So yeah, it's really cool to see that. And I think we'll, I think there's a couple of names that, that you'll see here this year that that that'll do the same as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and not just you know, not just in the women's set. I think that you know, the, the, the this past year has already shown us that there are men um, that have you know clearly gone on to bigger and better things. Daniel Garcia, for instance. Um, <laughs> ding 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 ding. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's worth noting that he is officially now uh, all in. He's he's AEW right. and 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 Lee Moriarty as well. Yeah, another, another guy that was in um, you know set there earlier this year too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, um, and, and I know that there are some names. Uh, 
upcoming that that are you know definitely going to be in that same you know uh sphere if you will uh for for next year um hopefully hopefully they get they get released next year but um yeah, yeah there's uh there's always there's, there's that that's just one of the great things i think not only about the game but the business in general right now is that it's it's just ripe with talent and now that there are more places for that talent to go and excel and shine and get a spotlight on them it it, it you know makes us very lucky fans and i feel like in some ways we're we're luckier than we have been for a long time and i don't want to discount you know like a roh or you know even impact or something like that which gave us you know some incredible stuff but i feel like really for the past 10 years in particular you know ROH and TNA slash impact have not been nearly as, you know, as competitive as they were maybe in like the early to mid two thousands. And this past decade has just been, you know, waiting for something like what has happened over the past couple of years. So um, it's exciting. And it's not only is it good for us as wrestling fans, but it's good for us as game fans, because it means that we're, we're getting to, you know, get people that, uh, that we're going to get to see and hopefully appreciate for a long time to come. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think, so I think that's it where we're at for teasers right now. Um, yeah, we are, uh, we'll have another legends teaser that'll be coming out, uh, this Friday. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be continuing that whole trend all the way up until, uh, the big Friday, uh, November 26th. That's going to be our, our big, uh, black Friday release there uh we got i think we you know we've, we have i think we have a good sense of you know who's going to be some of the names we're announcing then but we're even still working on some other things you know as part of that too so you never know what's going to happen uh yeah. you know on, on the big release day and and you know i i you know, i don't think we've talked about it yet but we'll probably have some type of content that will drop um you know when, when that soon after that release goes as well yeah kind of talk about that um those names. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, there's a, that, that's one of the things, um, that after we can talk about this after we come back from the Austin Idol interview. Um, but there's definitely some cool things on the, on the horizon and, uh, yeah. Why don't we, why don't we just kick things over to, to Austin Idol, the, the universal heartthrob. And then, uh, we'll come back here and, and chat briefly about a couple other things and, uh, and then we'll get out of here and get out of your ears for, for this particular week. Um, Todd, do you, you? What were your thoughts on on, on Austin Idol joining us? For oh, the I, 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 I'll I'll tell you my thoughts uh, after we after everyone gets a chance to listen to it. You tease. I know, right? <laughs> All right. Well, here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the Universal Heartthrob, Memphis wrestling legend, the one and only Austin Idol. Hello, hello, uh, everyone. Welcome, the Universal Heartthrob, Austin Idol to the room uh austin thank you so much for joining us my name is sam uh and i will be the interviewer the 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 co-host uh for the for the next half an hour nice to meet you sam good to be here man well we're we're really thrilled to have you here and of course we're we're thrilled to have you don't lie to me sam don't Don't start (laughs) off with a lie never with a lie sam never i I wouldn't do that to you i wouldn't do that to you okay all right Uh, we, it is Sunday. That's right. Definitely not on a Sunday. Uh, maybe only on a Sunday. You never know. Uh, so we're, we're obviously we're very thrilled to have you here and as a part of the game. Um, and we're going to be kicking things off this December with a set dedicated to the legends of uh, Memphis wrestling. And of course, you fit that bill uh, perfectly. Uh, so I wanted to just start off by asking you, you had a, a number of memorable stints in Memphis. Um, and I'm curious, is there any one particular 
uh, you know, match angle series of matches that stand out to you the most during your time in Memphis? A ton of them, Sam, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a ton of them, but the iconic one was obviously the hair match in the cage. Absolutely. Yeah. But prior to that, prior, I mean, there were so many uh, matches. It's just ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. You know, we, we had a question that kind of follows up perfectly um, uh, that, that Jason uh, here, one of our members, sent to us. Uh, were there were there any, you know, angles that you were presented with, any stories that you were presented with in, in Memphis that had you a little a little leery of, of doing uh, anything that you were kind of like, oh, this is, you know, this is going to get me stabbed. This is going to get my, <laughs> my car tires slashed. Anything in particular that you felt was, you know, too, maybe too over the top at the time? No. Plus, I mean... One of the reasons I lasted so long in that area, not being in family or not being in the administration, was that I had input. I had a tremendous amount of input, tremendous amount of input. So I did a lot of thinking, a lot of creative, yeah, a lot of creative work. Absolutely. That's, that's how I lasted so long. There's a brain in there. It doesn't function anymore. It's still there. Um, that, that's so great. That's actually, I was, that was one of my, uh, my follow-up questions was going to be about how much input you did have, uh, into the work that you were doing, because, you know, I think it's worth noting, uh, and I'd love to hear more about this, the Austin idol persona, that's your idea. Like that wasn't something that somebody handed to you or say, Hey, we're going to mold you into this. That was all you, right? Yeah. I'm not a knockoff. <laughs> when, you know, when did that start to kind of take form in your mind? Because that was pre-Memphis for you, correct? Yeah, heart, the heart drop thing? Yeah. That would have been 78, I think about 78, yeah, that I debted as Universal Heart Drop Austin Idol, you know, still kind of pretty, too feminine. <laughs> a whole lot of wrinkles if you're living in that lifestyle, you know, healthy nutrition. That's a whole other story. But yeah, 78, uh huh. Then I landed, uh, it was kind of a happenstance. I landed in, in Memphis, yeah. For TV, just for TV only Saturday. We're Saturday morning, TV only, yeah. Okay. And then, um, you, you know, you obviously spent a lot of time in other territories as well. I know Georgia was, was sort of a big deal for you. Uh, and I, I kind of, uh, uh heard that you had remarked before that the TV had a lot to do with that because TBS was, was national. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of, of that? Yeah, it was real important. And, and, and everybody, well, I'm not sure everybody knew it uh, at the time, but I knew it. I mean, I definitely knew it, that this was, uh, this was something that was emerging and it was just a matter of time. That's really going to get a lot of traction and have a bigger audience, more eyeballs. And it's going to grow to, something uh, really serious and significant. So I, I, I definitely knew that. And when I ended up leaving Atlanta, I guess you really were a national star. If you were featured, obviously, I mean, if you were main eventer, you were a national star. And that was the place to be in the United States, which was a pretty cool thing. I mean, that was really, really cool. So everybody looked at, oh man, he's on the superstation on TBS, and he's a big deal, you know. And uh, that, that, that was real beneficial for me in a lot of ways. And it certainly helped me negotiate money. Not that I <laughs> ever really cared about that. <laughs> it's a business, really? right? Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but yeah, 
So that 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 was helpful. I mean, when I went into a place the first time, like, oh, there he is from Atlanta, PBS Superstation, right? He's a big deal. Right. Now, now, yeah. prior to that, you you know, you'd spent some time in in New York working for Vince McMahon Senior with WWF. Do you think that that uh, you know at the time in the seventies was did that feel like the biggest chance at at exposure because you were in New York, or was the TV in Georgia, which did come later, was that more important? Do you think to your career? Well, I mean, at the time, because New York was before TBS, right. So that was that was the place to be. That really was the place to be. That's the Big Apple. Um, so I, I I got a lucky break, and I did I did pretty well in New York. I mean, I really did pretty well in New York. I and mean, he just put me with Albano, uh, iconic manager. I mean, brilliant guy. Yeah. So to have to have Lou to be with Lou for almost a year, that was an education. You can't. I mean, you, I mean, I took that ball and ran with it after I left there. I mean, I knew how to make a promo then. I learned how to make a promo with Lou Albano, really. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Just by listening to yeah. That's so cool. I, you know, I wanted to ask you about that, uh, not specifically with Lou Albano, but I'm glad that you brought him up. But, you know, in those, in those early years, because you were in your 20, you were about 24, I think at the time when you went to, uh, to New York. Um, so, you know, young guy, you're in the big city, you're getting a chance to learn from somebody like Lou Albano. Who were other names early in your career that really helped to, to shape um, that, that trajectory of, of what you would become? Yeah, I mean, really, prior to New York, I was in Australia. In Australia, really, it was, I mean, I got lucky. I mean, you know, there's always a percentage of luck in anything we do, right? Right place, sure. right time, right? Someone's going to help you, hype you, give you, a, you know, open, crack a door for you. But uh, I was in Australia uh, before New York, and Australia was unbelievable. Believable. I mean, that's they flew. You flew everywhere. It's a big country, bigger than the United States. <laughs> so, I mean, we were flying uh, before people were flying, and you know, our business in the states. Staying at the nicest hotel, had a great, great money. I mean, that was 1972. Sam, 72. Let me dial back. I was making a thousand bucks a week. They're paying my taxes. I'm living in a penthouse on uh, Bondi Beach. 89 Ramsgate Avenue, beautiful, beautiful penthouse, uh, $400 a month, a month. Wow. Even a thousand a week. So I was living like a king for next to nothing. And the cost of living there was next to nothing. And it was a beautiful thing. So, but you had stars like Mark. Lewin. I'm sure you've heard about Mark. Absolutely. Everybody's heard about Mark, but unless you really know Mark or really know, really know, what his credentials are, it would be very difficult to understand. But Mark wow. was, yeah, Mark was brilliant. He was brilliant. So I was around Mark Lewin. Joey Hart was another one. I mean, King Curtis, I Caleb, Bulldog, I mean, on and on and on and on. Jeep, Tiger, Jeep, Singh. I mean, I really didn't belong there, but I, I was there. All <laughs> I really, really, I mean, all I had to do is pay attention, listen, learn, and work hard. There you go. Uh, I, and I heard you uh, say, I, I believe in another interview, that Australia taught you a lot about psychology. 
Um, and it's always one of my favorite things to, to, to kind of yeah. listen to, to wrestlers more. talk about, because I, I, I feel like it's one of those things that people who aren't in the business like ourselves don't completely understand maybe. So I would love for you to talk a little bit, you know, to, to get a little specific about what was it about psychology that you learned, you know, while you were in Australia as a young wrestler? Yeah, I, I, I tell you, I can, I can, I can sum it up in one word. Guess what it is? Anybody else? Nobody else. I was gonna say timing. Engagement. Mm. Engagement. That's what it is, really. But you have to be smart enough to know how to, when to, what to do in order to grab an audience. And, and it's uh, it's it's something that is definitely is somewhat lost. And the reason that it is is because they don't know how to do it. And yeah. it'll, it'll work today, tomorrow, and forever. And not, not just in the wrestling business, but in the wrestling business, because that's what we're talking about, the wrestling business. But how to engage everybody at the same time, whether you're engaging your opponent, you're engaging the referee, you're engaging the fans, the spectators, and how to engage them and be able to flip them back and forth when you want to, how you want to, and that's how you do it. Jerry Lawler was excellent. That, you know, I was literally getting ready to talk about Memphis again, because I feel like one of the things that's incredible about Memphis, especially for, for fans that were there, but even for fans like myself, you know, weren't there, but I can see some footage on YouTube. I can, you know, hear wrestlers like yourself talk about it. There was a, a certain, you know, theatricality, really, in, in the storytelling, the art form, the fact that it, it was... It, it, it was, we used to talk about it. I come from an acting background and one of the classes I took was a play analysis class in college and we, we called it triggers and heaps. And the idea that you pull a trigger and you create a heap, but you're always setting up the next trigger. And if you, you watch those matches with like you and Jerry Lawler, there are moments within the match where it's clear that you're pulling a trigger that's been set up, you know, maybe at the very beginning of the match, sometimes you're pulling that trigger, you know, 15 minutes later and the audience is kind of just living and dying on that. So I'm curious, what was it about Memphis in particular, or did you feel that Memphis was a different or special place compared to some of the other places you worked? Yeah. It's just control. Yeah. Say it again, Sam. You broke up. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was saying, what was it about Memphis that was so special to you? Or or was Memphis, did it feel different from other places that you worked? Well, Memphis was totally different. I mean, you know, <laughs> my, I, I mean, I, I, I broke in in Tampa, Florida, which was a very difficult environment to do that. It was tough. It was real tough. A lot of people know that story, but it was a nightmare. I mean, truly, truly, it was a nightmare. First local kid to break into the Russian business in Tampa, Florida. I mean, it was a nightmare. I mean, I just punished for a year, basically. So they, they didn't really teach me anything except, where's your pain threshold? I mean, mm. legitimately, it never happened in today's world. Never. And I wouldn't want it to happen to anybody. But it was a, it was a horrendous uh, experience. But I never gave up. I never quit. So, and wrestling was wrestling in Tampa, Florida. I mean, you had Jack Bristow, twice NCAA 
heavyweight champion, Bob Roop, uh, I think Bob Roop was all on the Greco Roman, Hero Mike. You had all these guys that were legit athletes and as, as when they were the shooters. I mean, yeah. some tough, tough guys. So when I left there, when I did leave there, you know, I had that's all I knew. That night, you know, I thought, well, that's probably gonna be the way it is everywhere. You're gonna have all these great wrestlers. But I learned fairly quickly that. That's not the case. And <laughs> Memphis was not the case. But it, it it was so different, and you had I had to figure out. Well, it wasn't so much of figuring it out, but it was a challenge of how to make, and not not in every instance, because that would be very unfair to say it. Okay, very unfair. But in a lot of instances, to make to have to overcome as the main eventer with Jerry Lawler to overcome what these fans had seen previously, I had to overcome that because there was a lot of things that were done there. You, you, you know, I mean, they were so far out and crazy and weird. It's like <laughs> in, in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, cartoonish. And I've got to go out with Jerry Lawler, and man, we got to get after it and make these people go nuts and want to come back. So, yeah, you know, but, but, you know, there's a lot of big guys, big big stars that went through Memphis, and they never drew a dime. Mm. They really didn't. I mean, you, I'm, I'm assuming you know all the the laundry list of stars that went through Memphis. Absolutely. Really, never. Really, they never really drew a lot of big money, but uh, it wasn't easy. It wasn't yeah. easy to draw money in Memphis. Now, you, you, one of yeah. the things that's interesting about your trajectory in Memphis is that you know you you would stay for a while, and then you go away for a while, and then you come back. Do you think that that helped you to kind of keep things fresh, or do you think you could have stayed the whole time if you'd wanted to? And still been on top the whole time, you know, like somebody like Lawler or you know Dundee had, you know, they kind of stayed at the top, you know, and were there consistently. Yeah, I would, have, I would have never have done that. Uh, I mean, I, I had opportunities to stay. I mean, when I first went, here's an example. When I first went there, this was uh, a conversation with Jerry Jarrett uh, on the phone because Rocky Johnson, you know, I bumped into Rocky at the gym one day and said, "Hey, I would be great in Memphis." Tennessee, but I said, I'm not going to Tennessee. I went to McGill's and I left here. No, no, no. Said, that's not McGill's. This is Jerry Jarrett. And he, said, he pays. Is that okay? So, yeah, go ahead. So, we had a conversation, and Jerry Jarrett wanted to bring me up to wrestle in Memphis on that Saturday morning live TV, right? And I said, I don't want to wrestle. You don't want to wrestle? I said, No, I don't want to wrestle. I said, Let me just come up and make a promo or whatever. He said, why don't you want to wrestle? And I said, because I want him to buy a ticket to see me. I don't want to give it away. Because <laughs> you get old, you get old fast. And if you remember, I didn't wrestle that many times on TV. I, I, I moved in there one time for a short period of time. I was asking to get everything and all that stuff. You know what I mean? But all most of, most of the time I was flying in and flying out, and uh, didn't wrestle that many times on TV. And that was my that's, that's why. Yeah. I didn't want to burn out. 
That's why I like, one of the reasons it lasted so long. Was it important to you? I mean, it sounds like it was, and I'd, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this, on having that control over your own destiny. Because I've heard other stories, you know, uh, there's a story about when you were in Texas with Fritz von Eric and basically telling him, you know, pay me what I'm worth because you'd main evented a show or I'm leaving. And, you know, you, you left. And, and it right. seems like you've always exerted a great deal of control over where you went and what you did and to some extent who you worked with. Um, so I'm curious as, you know, what influenced you the most in doing that? And why was that so important for you? Well, I, I knew it was important because I would have not 100%, obviously, but I would have a certain level of control over my destiny. <laughs> and uh, Because if somebody else had all the control, then you have no voice. You know, you have no, you're just a puppet. And right. You're not, chances are you're not going to have a, you know, great run somewhere. So, yeah, and if someone took the shaft to me, like, fixed it on the money, you know, and him, I did it on purpose. I could have just left. But because he was <laughs> an overbearing, obnoxious individual, and I'll say that with so much love. I <laughs> said, <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, I'll give him an ultimatum because that's going to burn him. You know, I'll, I'll give him an ultimatum. You pay me what you're supposed to do, I'm gone. You'll never yeah. work again. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now, you know, you uh, you also spent uh, some some time, we talked a little bit about in, in Georgia. Uh, you spent some time in Alabama as well. And you, you were very, you were always at the top of the card um, in those those territories that you worked in, in the South in Georgia and, and Alabama. Uh, did you ever kind of have the, the itch to go and, and work New York again long-term? Cause I know you did a few shows here and there um, no. in, in New York. No, no, I didn't ever have the itch to do that because I, I knew the schedule these guys were going through. <laughs> I, knew, I knew what the schedule was. And yeah. so I said, you know, even if I got a great spot position, let's say in New York, Man, you're gonna or Charlotte. I mean, I did a Charlotte thing very briefly, and I said, "Forget about this. This is, <laughs> this is like getting getting me to the cemetery earlier than I want to get there." And unfortunately, most of those guys are gone. I was yeah. there for a while. I was there for a while, and, and you know, seven days a week, probably twelve days, twelve times a, a week, wrestling, traveling. I said, "Shoot, man, forget about this. I'm not doing it. Uh, no way." But let, let's say, for example, the uh, the uh, Alabama thing, home every night, home every night, bonus, right? Hair <laughs> and tear on the body. Uh, they let me sell my merchandise. And at the time, I was the only one selling merch. Mm. I was mopping up on merch. I'm mopping up on merch. I really was. So between that and my beautiful beaches, they all wanted to go to Coast, Pensacola, and Destiny. You know I mean, no. So. Now, you, uh, you, you're talking about merch. I, I feel like one of the things that, uh, that has to be said about a lot of the work that you were doing, you know, in the late seventies and early eighties is that you really were kind of innovating. Um, I, I think that, that the, the work that you did on the mic and having the exposure that you had on TBS, selling the merchandise, the way that you sold the merchandise, having that control over your own career, was that intentional? Did you want to be different and want to try to do things 
you know, be an entrepreneur as well as a performer, entertainer, professional wrestler? Was that important to you to kind of combine all of that together? Critical. It's critical. Yeah, I didn't want to be cookie cutter. I didn't want to be like everybody else. You know, I mean, everybody borrows something from somebody. You know, I mean, I think idols, people, but if you think from uh, Billy Graham, and, and it's probably true, probably true, but I still, still, I was fairly original, fairly original name, you know, some of the moves, um, converted the figure four into the Las Vegas leg lock, <laughs> idol mania, I mean, I was the first mania in wrestling, I was the first one to idol mania. And then Hulk saw it and those are big. Hulk took the ball and ran, but it was the great thing. So, I mean, I tried to be uh, creative and very innovative and uh, do things differently. Do things differently. Absolutely. And uh, I did, I did okay with it. I mean, you look at Georgia. I mean, man, I mean, I think I went through just about all the top guys there. Yeah. I mean, really, just about, maybe not all of them, but most of them, or was partnered up with some of them. I mean, just, that was a heck of a run. Well, yeah, I mean, and you worked with Ric Flair and the Omni and, you know, for, for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, do you have any memories uh, of that match and what that experience was like for you? I don't even know why they booked that thing, because, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, really, it's like kissing your sister. You're not going to get nothing out of that. <laughs> <laughs> And they, they, they booked it, and you know when they booked it, uh, you play. I said, well, whatever, right? I mean, they booked it, whatever, and, you know. So it was okay because we're both trying to, you know, be each other, be ourselves, and try to. Yeah, it just it was really a nothing match. Yeah, but I just saw Flair in St. Louis with the NWA. Yeah, week. yeah, very very cool. First time I've seen him in a long time, and. uh and I, I was really going to try to nail him a little bit, but he beat me to the punch. You know, I, we hadn't seen you in a long time. So big old, big hug. And uh, he says, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing great. He says, well, you know what? I'm not because I remember going an hour with you, <laughs> right? In Dothan, Alabama at a farm center. The place is sold out. It's hot. There's no AC. It's the wire grass in Alabama. So he, he remembered that. Yeah, it was kind of... <laughs> It was kind of cool, really. You know, I, I you mentioned NWA. I was going to save this for, for a little bit for for later, but uh, let's jump into it right now. Um, talk about some of the work that you're doing with them right now, and 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 what your experience has been like. Because obviously, you were away from the ring for quite a while, and now to be back and, and be involved, and you know, use your skills, you, you know, use your ability to talk. Um, how has that been for you? Great. No, it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great, it's a great company. I mean, it's absolutely a great company. Um, you know, Billy Corgan does a, has done a heck of a job with this, and the way you, you're, you really, there's so much freedom there. Yeah, there's so much freedom that you don't, they don't tell you what to say on a promo. You know, you just go out and go. You know, and that's that's a beautiful thing. I mean, gosh, if I had to read off a script or something, I mean. I, I <laughs> Yeah, I could do it, but I wouldn't want to do it, you know? Yeah. So it's a great experience, and uh, they're doing well. And, you know, it's 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 really, it's it's like old old school wrestling back. Are you guys, any, anybody watching it on Fight TV? 
Yeah, I, I would imagine we've got a few people here that, have, that are more than a few. And I, I've seen, I, I honestly, I'm not watching it consistently right now, but I've seen it, yes. Oh, man. I mean, this is, you know, you just download the, the app, is, you know, the app is free, download Fight, and then you just hit the little search, the little start last, you go to NWA, you see NWA Power, you subscribe, it's $4.99 a month, you cancel anytime you want to, but for $4.99, you, get, you go all the way back and see all these episodes. I'm telling you, this is smash mouth wrestling. It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. And they're doing phenomenal. We're at, matter of fact, a week from today, we're uh, in, I'll be there, Oak Grove, Kentucky. A week from today. Any, is there, are there, excuse me, are there anyone, uh, is there anyone that stands out to you right now? Uh, any talent in particular that, that you're kind of just excited to see, to, to watch, and to you know, get the chance to work with? In NWA? In NWA, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm managing Tyrus. Right. Yes, absolutely. He's the hottest <laughs> thing, he's the hottest thing in, on TV right now with late night TV with Gutfeld. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm managing Tyrus, and I've got, uh, golly, three or four other guys kind of under my umbrella. So that thing is building up and building up. So, But the talent, I mean, Nick Aldis, uh, Trevor Murdoch, who's now the, the champion, uh, uh, the, the Pope. I mean, the women, Camille. Uh, Mickey James, I mean, gosh, it's a, it's a, the, the list, I mean, I, I just overlooked some names. Yeah, I, I mean, it is, it is an incredible uh, roster that they put together. So much. Yeah. I, I, it's been a lot of fun to see because I felt like, uh, you know, it was something that, that was certainly missing. And, and, and obviously you've got other, you know, like AEW obviously has got a big national exposure now. And it's just nice to see other companies because for such a long time as wrestling fans, we really only had one company to watch. <laughs> um, so it's nice yeah, to it's see, that, you know, uh, alternatives and to see alternatives that are doing things differently because I feel like we've had, you know, like impact uh, slash TNA for a while, but it, it honestly, it felt like after, you know, after Jerry Jarrett, you know, stopped booking for them, they felt like they were just doing everything that WWE was doing. So it's really nice to see, you know, companies working differently. Um, I want to get to some questions that we have here uh, from, from people in our chat. Uh, Tim Dalton has asked if there are any favorite or least favorite cities or arenas that you've worked in. Least favorite, least favorite. <laughs> it would have to be someplace I dreaded to go. Golly, man. You know, I <laughs> hey, wait a second now. I mean, I was in Portland, Oregon for a while. I <laughs> say, yeah, I would say Yakima, Washington. Yeah. yeah. You know where that is? Anybody know where that is? I have no clue. <laughs> oh. Why do? Why do? Because you, 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 I was living in Portland. I was down there a short period of time because it was too much for me. Yeah, just way too much. But you have to drive from like Portland. You're heading north, like you're going towards Seattle. You know, so you're going north, but you know you only go a certain amount of miles, and you have to cross over a bridge over the Columbia River, and that bridge is a suspension bridge, and you're elevated. You're up too far, boy. You know, horizon, see the sun, you know, you're elevated. And this, my dog, and this bridge literally sways back and forth. And you're driving over that thing. 
And then once you cross it, if you're lucky enough to get over the other side, you're in the desert country. All of a sudden, you're in, you're in the desert. <laughs> desert. I mean, stars. And it's like, wow. Like, Yakima, Washington, up there. Yeah. What about your favorite place to work? Oh, man. A lot of them. Favorite, favorite place. You know, I, I almost have to say where I really over a period of time made the most money. You have to say Memphis. I mean, yeah. I was in and out of Memphis for 10 years. Yeah. It was a long time, so I made a lot of money in Memphis. So I, I love Memphis. I mean, if I go back to my, gosh, Sydney, Australia. Mm. Oh, mm. Sydney, Australia. Go to New York. I mean, the Big Apple, Boston, Philly. It's not Eric, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know, I should have said least favorite. That, I'm right. scratch, scratch Yakima. <laughs> scratch Yakima. Bailiff, delete that from the record. Thank you. Dallas. Thank you. <laughs> um, you, uh, you know, obviously worked with a lot of talent standing across the ring, but, but, you know, tag team partners, people that you've worked with as a tag team, um, mass superstar, Tommy rich, obviously I want to ask you a question about Tommy in just a second. Um, you know, Jerry Lawler, you tagged with him. Uh, did you have a favorite tag team partner? Had to be Lawler. Yeah. Had to be Lawler, yeah. I mean, that's, I answered that with no hesitation. Had to be Lawler. <laughs> we, when we, when you guys remember, I'm sure you do that. When finally we became tag team partners, we could do no wrong. We could yeah. anybody with us. We're going to pack the place, you know. I mean, we we had a tremendous run, and then the Road Warriors came in. All that. I mean, that was nutty. That's pretty crazy stuff. Uh, you know, I have a question about the Road Warriors. What was it like working with the Road Warriors? Mike C. asks us. Well, we taught them. We taught them. Yeah. <laughs> we taught them. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> They're both gone, but we actually taught them because um, they really didn't know. And uh, when I saw Animal, because Parker had already passed away, and I saw Animal, golly, I don't know, probably 10 years ago, we were in. LA for a convention and they, they just happened to put Animal and myself together at the same table and I hadn't seen him in a long time. <laughs> really I hadn't seen him in a long time and he said Idol you know I gotta tell you I gotta say thank you thank you because you all have taught us how to work mm. that's said, really cool he said he wrote a book he said it's in the book so I said well pay me if you want to thank me pay me <laughs> um speaking of books uh there's there's been the rumor you you've mentioned it before that, that you wanted to write a book that you have written a book have written part of a book are is there going to be an austin idol autobiography that we can all buy you know i, I don't know i mean so not, you know it takes so much time consumption to do that and um and then really wrestling books i mean do they sell i mean do they really really sell is it worth it? Is it worth the time, the exchange, time for dollars? I, I don't know. It's just it, it'd be a better movie than a, than a book. <laughs> I mean, really, it would be a much better movie than a book because my story is it's a pretty interesting story. Plane crash, what? Yeah. Down and one, and it's a pretty good story. 
it's an incredible story. And I, I you know, I, we're, we're running out of time here, but it's been, you know, such a, a thrill to talk to you. And, and one of the things that honestly I had such a great time in was doing some of the research because I'd seen your matches. I'd seen a lot of Memphis footage before, but there was a lot that I didn't know. And, and so I can certainly say for me, I would definitely buy that book. I would definitely buy that movie ticket. I think everybody here would. Um, so we really appreciate you spending your time with us. I have one other question I want to get to because it's actually been asked twice. And, uh, and it's a question that I, that I wanted to ask myself because I was very interested in. Uh, and that is, uh, sorry, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of, here we go. Um, and that, and that question has to do with Japan. Um, you know, you did uh, a few tours over in Japan with all Japan pro wrestling worked with, uh, one of my favorite wrestlers, Jumbo Saruta. Um, and so do you have any special memories of Japan, any favorite opponents that you worked with over there? I know you tagged with Stan Hansen, uh, over there as well. Um, just memories about Japan. Well, for the most part, they were great, except I, I, I hurt, I got injured over there and it was really a bad injury, broken ribs, and it was it, it, it stopped me. I had to go home, but it was it was a terrible injury. It took me, gosh, nine months to heal up. It took me really nine months. I thought I was going to die. Really, Stan, mm. thankfully, Stan Hansen saved me because he oh was, wow, yeah, Stan Stan saved me. But then when finally when he wasn't coming to Memphis, he tries to kill me. So, <laughs> well, come on, make up your mind. You want to save me? You want to kill me? What? What? You know? But. uh but Japan itself was, uh, you know, if we removed that injury, it was great. You work hard. I mean, you work so hard. You're very physical. It's not my style. I mean, it's really mm-hmm. my style to be that. I'm psychology, you know. I'm yeah. psychology. They're really, you know, they just beat you. They want to beat you to death. And I don't know what it's like now, but then they pretty much want to beat you up. You know, so you have to be so careful and you can't turn your back. I mean, if you turn your back, someone's going to sneak up behind you and boom, you're going over backwards and break your neck. I, I don't know, but uh, it really wasn't my style. I think I went three times, and the one time I went was standing out with champions. Yeah. Right. Uh, but the food, the culture, crazy good. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to go. I hope to, I hope to go someday. Um, well, well I... I, I, again, I cannot thank you enough for joining us. It, it has just been such a pleasure to have you here. Uh, and of course we, we don't want to, we don't want to leave without uh, the big announcement for our guests in attendance because the, the official reveal of the card art, uh, that you will have in the set coming up in December, uh, as well as a special treat. Uh, I believe Todd, you've got that ready to go, correct? There we go. Whoa! Whoa! Out. <laughs> awesome! That's awesome. It's the first time I'm seeing it too. I I, I haven't seen it yet either. Um, I want to ask you about those hats. By the way, I need to get one. Um, and, uh, uh, not... <laughs> Everything's got a price, right? Uh, but I. <laughs> uh, this is not all. We also have a special surprise in store for everyone. Todd, you want to give us the other one here? And there it is. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Iron crazy. Mike McCord. That is absolutely crazy good. <laughs> Man. Tremendous artwork. Tremendous well, artwork. Flashback. 
It's a, yeah, it's definitely a thrill. Uh, uh, Werner Meek is, is the artist uh, who does all the art for, for Legends of Wrestling right now. And he, again, is just, you know, knocked it out of the park. Um, sure Austin, wow. man, uh, before, before we let you go, uh, anything that you want to, uh, to, 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 to plug, anything that you've got to say to the community here as, as, as we've got everybody gathered together and kind of celebrating you and your addition to this game. You know, one of the things that we kind of pride ourselves on is that we want to pay tribute to the history of professional wrestling, pay tribute to obviously the legends who are among us like yourself, but also the legends that are no longer with us. And so it's just always a big thrill when we get to add a name like yours to, to the, to the game. Um, but before you, yeah, before you go, uh, anything else that you want to say? Well, I appreciate First of all, just being here. It's really, it's really a blast. And, uh, and, and thrilled to be part of, part of it. And those two cars are nutty. I mean, they're just. <laughs> I hope I can get my hands on a couple of them. You know, uh, I will pay if you take a check. I uh, will pay. But uh, <laughs> the audience and the passion that you guys and so many others have for for uh, especially the Memphis you know Memphis days. I mean, which is iconic. I mean, it's really cool, uh, historic, really. But it's just a thrill to be here. Um, for, and I think I would be remiss if I did not mention, because a lot of people probably don't know, but I do have a store, you know, I do have a store that's uh, with Big Cartel, so you just go, you'll find it, austinidolive.bigcartel.com, but I put something up there just today, how long is it going to be up there, I don't know, but I'm going to offer at least a 30-minute Q&A. Which I thought would be cool for an individual, or they may want to grab somebody to offset some of the money. It's not a giveaway. It's not a giveaway, but the experience would be, I think, really, really cool during the holidays. So I thought, you know what? Do something that's different and and cool, and maybe some people would pick up on the same average. Let's do a third and two and a rider. Yeah, so, but they got to go to the, yeah, got to go to the cartel. They got to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super cool. I think it's a, it would be an awesome gift. It'd be an awesome opportunity for anybody who's here. Obviously, if I didn't get a question that they wanted to ask, there's their chance to sit down with you for, for 30 minutes and, and ask yeah. their questions. <laughs> yeah. Be cool. Yeah. And saying it could be about anything. That's the neat thing about it. doesn't necessarily have to be about wrestling. It could be about, hey, how do you stay healthy, man? You have a nutritional tips about what about uh, psych- psychological or psych- how to succeed in life? You know, I mean, I mean, there's so many, there's a lot up here. Really, there's a lot up here that someone can have access to if they want it. Because life can be tough, as we all know. And that old saying is, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond. So it's a, it's yeah. a mindset. It's a mindset. And you get, we each have to coach ourselves up every day. You can't play good golf unless you're playing all the time. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Uh, man, well, uh, Austin, thank you so, so much. We really appreciate it. And uh, I, I'm certainly thinking about taking you yeah. up on that offer <laughs> uh, and, uh, and buying some time because it would, be, it would be a heck of a lot of fun to pick your brain some more. Like you said, about non-wrestling stuff as well. Um, <laughs> But uh, I think it's appropriate now. Uh, if everyone wants to take off mute and give a big round of applause to our guest, Austin Idol, I think that's more than appropriate. <laughs> Thank you, Austin.
Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Austin. Okay, Thank see you, you guys later. Austin, thanks for coming. We're happy to have you. And uh, you're, 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 uh, anybody who wants that 30 minutes, I can tell you, it's, having uh, talked to Austin a little bit leading up to this, he's, uh, it's well worth the money. The, the man is he's amazing. So lots of fun. Appreciate that very much. I really, really do. Take care, Austin. Thank you again. Okay, guys. Thanks a lot. Well, there you have it, folks. That is our interview with the one and only Austin Idol. I thoroughly enjoyed the opportunity to chat with him and you know get to ask the questions, not only my questions, but your questions as well. Uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Todd, what did you think? No, I thought it was awesome. You know, so, you know, people have been asking for a while, oh, we should have some type of wrestler on there. And, you know, opportunity came up for this one. And really, really glad that we were able to have Austin uh, join us. They, I think he's, you know, uh, uh, somebody I was not familiar with in, in my youth. You know, I, I you know, obviously you grew up WWF ter- territory, so right. you get to experience really his heyday there. Uh, but kind of learning about him more later on and just, you know, what a character he is and, you know, just still seeing that, 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 that huge personality come through. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, I think a couple heard about it on the uncharted territories and other podcasts, just like, just, just, However, it was like you know how excited he was to see the art there, and I think that yeah. you know, just kind of was really cool to, to to hear, you know, that you know to see that you know oh he he thought he thought it was cool as well because yeah, I we you never know like how much these guys like ah you know it's just another thing there, but uh, I think he generally did uh, really appreciate that. yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I get the sense that more often than not, that is that is the case. You know that that they that, that they really appreciate you know the the art and that it, you know that there are a lot of legends out there that appreciate kind of the you know the nod the uh, the yeah. recognition, which is which is great. And I think it's one of the things that um, it's it's one of the main endeavors of of the legends game in general. Really, is sure. to recognize you know and honor and and pay tribute to the legacy of the men and women that helped define the history of the sport. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that brings us pretty much to the to the end here. Um, you know, one thing that that I will say is that uh, I think I think that there's just a lot of really cool uh, stuff in the works for, you know, for, for the holiday releases. And I think that that people are going to be excited to learn the rest of these names. Um, and that's, you know, that's just where I'll leave it. Yeah. What about you? Any any other news from Fed HQ? Anything else people uh, need to know coming up? No, that's it. Just just keep an eye out uh, for information on that uh, Phil Singer Games night. Uh, there'll be again there'll be a sign up for you to to be registered to 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 get the the Zoom link for that. It's going to be free of charge. It's not going to you know not going to cost you anything there. Uh, and then you'll have the opportunity to submit a match if you and another promoter want to uh, you know run a match there. Uh, you'd be willing to do that. And I think, you know, also if you want to be able to control your own guys as part of it too, if you're, you know, an online player and you have those, uh, you know, you don't want just, you know, us to control it. No, obviously <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll be able to control it for you too. But if you want to be able to do that yourself, we're going to have a lot more time, I think, to play around with. There's not going to be as much of time constraints as some of the tournaments that we have during the the virtual con. So, you know, we hope people get to be able to roll out matches themselves too, which, which I think, you know, would be great. And you know, people who are not used to it, you know, let's, let's get you in there and get to get you, get you used to it. You know, hopefully we can do more of that in the future then. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I love online. It's, it's, pretty much the only way I play these days. Uh, I have a lot of fond memories of rolling those dice, 
but uh, uh, it's just, it's convenient. It's easy. And uh, I like the way that it works. So, um, and, you know, the nice thing is, is a lot of times I'm doing a hybrid where I've, I've got, you know, some of the charts physical, you know, next to me and that sort of stuff. Cause I don't always use like the, that's the nice thing is like, you know, we've got access to these other charts. You don't necessarily have to use the pre like built-in charts that are right. there online. And, and I think that one of the things uh, I'll, I'll throw this out there real quick, and I'm sure that there'll be some listeners that, that, that are interested in this as well, that I think the hope would certainly be that at some point we can get to a place where we can select the charts, you know, online that we're going yeah, to. Yeah, that's, that's you know, definitely, from. yeah, that's definitely something I know we, you know, that, that is, you know, in, in the discussions, obviously there's a lot of things that need to be happening uh, on, the, sure. on the system, both behind the scenes and the upfront stuff, but that, you know, that's definitely one of the things we'd love to do. Um, yeah. So I, I'm hoping in 2022, we finally get a chance to, to do a lot of those other enhancements to the system because, you know, we are getting more use out of it. I think people are getting more comfortable with it and might as well make an even better experience to get more people on board. Heck yeah. Why not yeah. make it a better experience? That's a perfect note to leave it on. Make the world a better place, promoters. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. Take care of yourselves and one another. In the meantime, we're going to get out of here, but we will be back next week. Again, we're going to have some more content from the uh, holiday kickoff virtual con, which will include the panels from the Legends team, the Indies team, and the FTR3 uh, Rob Obian team uh so, so uh, he's I, a team you know he, he's a team of one That's uh, right. and uh i i really look forward to anyone who missed out on those getting the chance to hear them because i thought uh some really great conversation and there's some wonderful questions that got asked in the chat that i was able to kind of relay to the group and um yeah it was it was a lot of fun as it always is i love i love talking to everybody so uh but in the meantime uh i'm done todd I'm good for now, Jay. Just keep keep your eyes peeled to you know fillsingergames.com for the new uh, news releases, and uh, yeah, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday we'll be having teasers, you know, all the way up through uh, to December. So keep keep tuned. It's not every week you get to get teased Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On that note, brings me back to elementary school. Huh? Yeah. All right. Uh, I might have been thinking something more adult, but um, oh well, yeah, that's not good to there. <laughs> so on that note, promoters, we will talk to you again real soon. Uh, and again, thank you for your your patience with me while uh, you know things get get a little hectic and crazy over here in my household. Uh, but we will be back next week with another brand new episode of Roll Up.